0: This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Royal Blue Podcast in association with Sport Pacer. Michael Silva had no complaints about the defeat to Manchester City. He said Everton did not deserve anything, but let's see if the panel today have any complaints. It's Gav Buckland and Dave Prentice with me and we are looking back and sifting through and trying to pull apart... Saturday's defeat at the Etihad. Um, Gav, I'll start with you. Why did we lose that game?
1: Not good enough, and, and, and but more fundamentally, I didn't agree with the 3-4-3 three, three, or whatever you would call it, formation uh, we had. Um, but you know, some of that was down to necessity because of uh, Dresdor Garnagay's injury, but I think that could be managed. I think if you're going to play 3-4-3, three, three, especially with three at the back, you will have players who know each other. You know, we're well used to playing alongside each other because communication is the key amongst the three centre-halves. And obviously, as it happened on Saturday, as you saw the evidence before your eyes, it was quite clearly that they're not nowhere near ready to play back three. Uh, and that was shown in, in two of the three goals. And you, you also left yourself with the two people in the middle, Sigurdsson and, and Gomez, neither of whom is a, can be classed anywhere near as a defensive or holding midfielder, which is a requirement of that system and I think um, that led to the midfield being overrun as you've seen in like maybe the third goal and yeah City better players and we discussed this on Friday better players more mature team in terms of how long they played against each other but we made it quite easy for them Preno
0: is the formation at the heart of the defeat um I mean, for the first 15 minutes, it felt like everything was, was working working well.
2: Yeah, I think to replay Manchester City, full stop, I mean, just when I saw their substitutes bench, I just thought, oh my word, you know, so what kind of a challenge have we got here? They're an absolutely exceptional side, you know, one of the best in Premier League history. Um, you know, over a over 100 points last season and on target to do that this season. So to get anything against Man City, you've got to be absolutely as near as possible to perfection on the day as you can muster, and have a little bit of luck as well. And Everson were far from perfect. I mean, the Richarlison miss was a huge turning point. And, you know, there were two options. He could have headed it, or the fact that he elected not to head it. He could have let the ball drop a little further. And, you know, so I hit the ball more sweetly, but he took it quickly. He snatched at it, which is unusual for Richarlison. He's normally a bit more composed than that. So that was a, a massive moment. And as soon as that went begging, you thought, oh dear, you know, you need to take them. And then again, there were other opportunities in the second half with again. You know, so they, they could have done better, but they didn't happen. And then defensively, you know, silly, silly errors. Uh, obviously, you know, you were at the stadium; I was uh, in the office here watching it on the on the big screen. And uh, I thought Craig Bellamy was interesting at halftime. He actually pointed out Yeri Mina. You know, everybody was lambasting for the uh, the clearance. Didn't blame him. He blamed Jordan Pickford, and uh, he said that he should have been more ambitious and pinged the ball down the line to Dean instead of playing it shorter to Mina, which is what he's been doing a lot this season. You know, um, Marcus has asked both centre-backs to sit, you know, on the touchline. As we saw at Anfield, and it worked, you know, so okay, you know, in that game. It didn't hit the weekend, and he, he thought that Pickford possibly could have been braver. But we're not picking there. We're actually picking little holes, you know, so in the performance, because to get something against City, you've got to be perfect, and we were far from perfect.
0: But is it not fair to say, Gav, that we didn't actually face... An exceptional City performance, given their lofty standards, which they have set. Certainly, as Preno mentioned last season, I felt they were quite a way below that. Albeit, yeah. relatively speaking, still a very, very good team on the
1: day. Well, but- as Preno said there they had you know four of their best players on the subs bench, but they've still got you know enormous strength and depth, haven't they? Yeah, and they haven't been playing well. I mean, we didn't make them work hard enough, did we, really? You I know, mean, but did didn't really have to play well on the day, and that's the frustrating thing. It's a bit, it's a bit like the derby the other week and you, you were saying, Well, what do you want, you want a performance. If you get P three well, I haven't played really well, in terms of like seeing the team progress, you don't mind that. But on on, on uh on Saturday we, 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 we got neither, we didn't get the results and we didn't get the performance. Uh, and that was that was frustrating. I think the was the, the key. They had the Richarlison missing in the in the first half, especially. Um and it goes down to the formation, the players need to have a mature team to play that type of system, and we just didn't have it, and, and I felt, when I saw it, I thought, mm, this might work, but after about, as you say, once they scored, you thought, this is this is not happening here. Uh, I, I thought, in retrospect, I know hindsight's a great thing, is whether, play, carry on playing four two three one, and maybe play Tom with the, uh, Gomez. It goes back to what we were talking about on Friday about how 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 do you trust your mm. you know younger players. Uh that would have maybe mean a, m- a more natural um response. Um but I've said all season, I said I said when we were talking transfers that we're we'll one defensive midfielder short yes. and have been all year and he and saw that you saw the the, 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 the shortfall of that on, on, on Saturday.
0: Bro Gav mentioned there that um he feels you need to be a more mature team to play that system. And we caught in between two stools in that respect. If Gav's got a point in saying you need a more mature uh, a lineup to to use that system uh, effectively, yet we try to reduce the age of the squad. We had too many older players with with the requisite experience on paper to play that system. So, what w- what do you what would you rather see? You, you know, has Gav got a point or?
2: I think we've currently got is it one of the second or third youngest uh, starting. starting eleven in the Premier League this season, which I'm pleased to see because. Modern football is so much about intensity and about, you know, so energy. And, you know, younger players can obviously produce that more effectively than, you know, older players. Although there are, you know, exemptions that prove the rule, you know, looking at James Milner across the park, mm. who seems to, you know, just be going on forever. Uh, the system itself, I don't, didn't have that much of a problem with. You know, I'd, I'd said before the game, I quite fancied three at the back because of Emerson's historical record of, you know, success in inverted commas against Man City playing that record, Um, playing that system, sorry. And, you know, I I wasn't overly unhappy when I saw that in the starting lineup. Uh, But, you know, in practice, it just didn't quite work, uh, which is why it was abandoned in the end. Why that was, I don't know. You know, so is it the personnel not capable of fitting it properly. I mean, cause Dean and Coleman look like, you know, wing backs all day long. That shouldn't be an issue. The three at the back, I, I don't know, they seem suited to play in that system. Uh, I just think they made mistakes, mm. you know, so, you know, within that system rather than the system itself.
1: Yeah, well, that, that's both for me. They made mistakes in the system and the system itself. I mean, the other with when when we talk about three in and the back, and we've spoken about having like three years, cause um, Roberto so started playing with it and then Koeman did played the three at Chelsea when we got beat 4-5-0, mm. didn't we? We did, and, and yeah. played the three when we were 4 0 So, you yeah. know, it's, it's weird, it's, isn't it? it's, the, it's, the, it's the space on either side of your wide centre-halves, that's the issue, is one of the one of yeah. the weak areas, because you've got no full-backs. You've either got to, centre-halves have got to move out quickly or your wing-backs drop deep. And if they don't do that, then the space. And you seen that in the second of their goals, didn't you?
2: Uh, and, and
1: that's a worry for me.
0: Which both came down the same side, interestingly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which is, uh, is,
2: there, which is, is good there good. a and even more interestingly, that guy was hauled off. You know, yeah. so before the end. You know, is
0: that is that was that a flaw? I hate to say, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Coleman, but those. You know, we can't we can't hide away from the fact that his form hasn't been particularly uh, No, I, and it. that's. Just, and I was he on Saturday in, in in isolation? Was he a weak link in that formation?
1: Well, he is because, and the, the, it's a wrong formation for him because I said before. You don't have to play. people think when you play three four three that you, you just move your full backs to play wide in the middle. You don't you don't need to. You can have like two midfielders play there. Um, you know, that that's a preferred solution. Um but what if you do, whoever plays wide in the middle has to have loads of energy yes. to be able to get up and down the pitch, either as a defender or as a as a supplementary attacker. And Lucas Dean, you can see is what mid twenties is and that he's fine with that. Um Coleman at thirty. Maybe his fitness levels are not what they were pre injury. And as I say, combined with his age, it's not really a system that's going to, going to suit him. Whether he can play 90 minutes in that system, I would doubt. Considering at the moment, he's quite clearly struggling playing 90 minutes in his, his nominal nominal role as right back. And I'm sure that contributed to it. But having said that, we, we can see the two goals on Monday from the left and the other side of the pitch. Mm. I think I think the last six goals he conceded in the last four, nine, five of them being from crosses, mm. which is a, uh, the Newcastle goal was a cross, wasn't yes, it? yeah, 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 uh, from Coleman side, and um, whether that's something that is a weakness that we need to look at, but it didn't it didn't help Seamus at all that formation on uh, on Saturday.
0: Silver must be tearing his hair out with his wingers. I mean, Richarlison aside, so we listed his his, his, his winged options: Bernard, uh, Walcott, and Luckman. Bernard gets the nod. Um, on Saturday, didn't really have much of an impact. Walcott and Luckman come on. Luckman particularly played well. Walcott did okay. There's a chance that Walcott and Luckman will probably start against Spurs because they've played well. But the pattern, as you can guess where we're going with this is, they don't perform when they start and then the subs come on and make an impact. What does Silver do? It
2: is, well, consistency is a major, major issue and basically Silver has to eventually give up with them and say that, look, I'm sorry, you've had enough opportunities. You're not doing it. I need to bring somebody in that does. I mean, Theo Walcott has started the majority of the games, but not produced enough goals. We've said that. Bernard has produced flashes of quality, notably at Leicester. We haven't seen massive amounts since then, um, but never, ever looks like scoring a goal. And Luckman's the one who's most frustrating because he comes on as a sub and looks mm-hmm. like the brightest spark on the pitch yeah. every single time. And yeah, okay, he's only started the one game, you know, against Newcastle, but he was flat and you know, anonymous almost. And so is that, is that unfair? Maybe you need to give him a little bit longer, you know, more of a run in the team. I suspect we do. I think we need to give him a run just to see whether he can, you know, rediscover. Uh, the impact he shows as a sub from the start and, you know, give him half a dozen games maybe to do that and if he can't, well, he's got no excuses and he's, he's had his opportunity but, yeah, it, it's, it's immensely frustrating and, you know, I think we're getting to a situation, this is all a learning curve for Marco Silva, you know, he's learning about these players all the time and, you know, the players that he's brought into the club have largely been successful um, so, you know, I think, that is an area he will certainly be looking at, you know, at the moment. And, you know, those guys, those guys are getting their opportunities now. And if they don't deliver, well, they, they've got no excuse as and when they're replaced. We got understandably
0: excited about Bernard early on, Gav. And, and, and yeah. you know, and I think he's clearly got a lot of ability. And, and, and as Prano mentioned, the assist at Leicester, which was obviously taken away from him, another story, obviously, <laughs> um, was, a, was a, a real flash of his ability. And we've seen mm. it in moments... Do we have to be, perhaps, you know, put our foot on the brake a little bit with Bernard and just say, look, he actually may may need time to adjust to English football and and to get fully up to speed for us to see the best out of him? Yeah. Or or would you expect, always an expectation? Actually, no, Bernard, you've you've come on a free, but you're getting a a hefty wedge every week. You've come from Brazilian national team, played in a very good Denex Denex team. You know, should he be doing better than he is?
1: Well, with that track record and that career history, of course he should be doing better than what he is. Um, I think he's suffering from the general malaise that's mm. you know, f- front four at the moment, uh, which doesn't help. And I don't think chopping and change in players has helped on, on both flanks. Um, but should, as an individual level, yeah. I mean, just wonder about a couple of bad misses against Man United and Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. wonder how that sometimes affects players' confidence, don't you? Don't you know? Uh, it's actually uh, Richarlison responds to to though mm. I suspect suspecting might be a, a bit of a stronger character. Haven't played here longer. So some of the stuff um, you hear yeah. from
2: Richarlison, he beats himself up yeah. about uh, misses and bad performances, yeah. but generally responds well. So. Yeah,
1: I think I think he he's, he'd be more I'd be more okay with him. But goes back to Penrose point, which is perfectly valid, isn't it? He's got, if you don't show that you you yeah. can do the business well, you know. Shepard Zouk, mate, on the bench yeah. and get somebody else in. So he's running out of time, isn't he? I don't think that now that I think that thing, oh, he didn't play for ages as fitness sort of needs to be upped a little bit really applies. He's now been playing, what? don't know he's played. He's played nine, ten games on the spin, mm-hmm. something like that, which is quite a lot of minutes. Um, if he's not doing it, I, I, he's running out of excuses. it just doesn't look like scoring, does he? No. He absolutely... I mean, not only that, when he does get in positions you don't have confidence in him. he's a bit like the I appreciate
0: that left wing is where he's largely played certainly in Ukraine he played on left wing a lot in Champions League and stuff is
1: that his best position in the seventeen team does he need to be more central well, well what do you do then well I don't know I'm just well, trying to think the, how we
0: get the best out of Bernard
1: um, well you'd have, to, you'd have to think long and hard then about Guilfie then wouldn't he? really to move Guilfi left with is not ideal. But, but ideally, what you want is Richarlison left, don't you? Mm. I, think, I think that's the one thing we all agree. That actually, in many ways, it's a spurious argument, isn't it, about Bernard? Is that if Richarlison plays wide left with, is there a place for Bernard anyway? No, you know, no to keep it uh, yeah, yeah, Richarlison
2: yeah. left, Guilfi centre, and a new sign in January yeah, yeah.
1: so, up, so, you know, yeah, so we, Bernard could play right, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, yeah he could do. Yeah. Well, he's, he's played right this season on occasions, hasn't yeah. he? Um, he's just. A, i go back to what Dave was saying there. Collectively, and Bernard is one of them, if they're not doing the business, either creating chances or scoring goals, then um, there's no place for them because there are options there. I mean, we've got a surface, haven't we, of have left-wingers at the moment or so people who can play wide left. Mm. Um, there's options there for us.
0: Confirmation if it was needed that Michael Silva definitely listens to the Royal Blue podcast <laughs> <laughs> was his selection of Dominic Calvert-Lewin yeah. at Gav's request. Um, Gav, you got your wish. How did
1: he perform? Um yeah, I, th- I think in the circumstances, it's probably, what's that TV show, Worst Jobs in History, playing off front? In uh-huh. <laughs> Man City away is probably one of them. And I think Dominic, his weaknesses were exposed. You know, he could hold the ball better and sometimes he his sound of his runs are not great. But he got one chance and he scored. He's physically a bit more imposing, as I... You've got to stick for saying on Friday, <laughs> right. so I'm not going to bulk up. And I, I thought he did enough. You spoke about runs in the team, and he's definitely one of think. And I think you run that story this morning, didn't you? That actually, goals, he might be goals per minute. Yeah, he's actually got the best record of any
0: play in the squad. He's, he's got five goals this season, hasn't he? No yeah.
1: comps. Uh, I think since the start of last season, have I mean, got the most for us, haven't he? Yes. Um, as, going back to my point, we spoke about giving players a run in the team. Talking about Luchman, mm. I think I think he did did more than enough to deserve that. And he was a little bit feisty, wasn't he, yeah. with his uh coming together with uh, Fabian Fabian And I, I'd have no problems if if he said, you know, we'll play it over Christmas until, you know, the FA Cup in, in January. I'd, I think he's a rare, a decent option there. Prayer Michael said to me afterwards
0: that, that Dominic has in his his uh, his his words, big, big conditions to be Everton's number one striker and be a future player at this club translation please uh, he's, got, he's got the potential <laughs> right okay um, I think yeah. it's what he was getting at yeah. um, do you agree with him I do um, do you think were you, were you happy with how he played on Saturday
2: I thought he did okay uh, and that's a lot better than the majority in the squad did um, he could have done things better as Gav says but uh, you know he, he did he did alright you know so against you know the best team in the Premier League by some way Um saying that slightly tongue-in-cheek maybe, given the fact that they're second on the table. Yeah. But no, I still, th- I still think that they are the best team in the Premier League. Um, and yeah, he needs a little run of games, you know, to show that he can apply consistency to that now. I, I like him, you know, he- he's got pace. He-, he holds the ball up, you know, reasonably well. His it- finishing is decent. It's probably not quite as ruthless as Cheng Tosen's, but, you know, he in, has, in he has air, other three things. Head three
0: headers in the league. But exactly, yeah. Uh, he has, he has yeah. other
2: parts to his game. And, yeah, you know, the goals he scores tend to be decent goals, big goals if you like, not cheap goals, not the fourth in a 4-0 win, that kind of thing. You know, he does score goals that matter. Uh, So I'd like to see him given an opportunity and you know, everything he did at the weekend suggests he deserves, you know, uh, to keep his place against Spurs at the weekend, which another really, really tough game for him. But you know, you've got to do it against the top teams if you're going to, you know, retain a place in a team that has aspirations uh, to be in the top six on the table.
1: Yeah, you know I, mean? I mean he was unlucky that shot in the first half. I thought, I thought that was onside. Of I, it well, yeah, yeah. You know. I it mean offside, I'm not I'm not seeing that. But you know I
2: oh, don't saw Craig Paulson to me, he's no, dreadful. You know, mm.
1: and uh, that was a good good uh, good movement and good shot, wasn't it? Um yeah, I'd have no problem. I think a uh, lot and that would enable us to play Richarlison and his should we talk no, about I'm Craig Should we talk about how, how, position, how really yeah.
2: poor he was, you know, again. It just, uh, it got the impression he's like a typical Homer performance for me at the weekend, just watching it, you know, from afar. Mm. I just was so frustrated by, you know, so much of his decision making and he got a decent view of that Fabian Delft challenge, which was no worse than Phil Jagielka's on the opening day when he couldn't wait to get his card yeah, out of his pocket. Yeah. 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 Whereas this one, it's almost like, you know, well, I didn't see it. I'll just, I'll just book them both. As I said in the blog, I think you probably put it in print. If, if there's ever
0: a confirmation that it was guesswork. It was a booking for oh, 100%, both players. hundred percent,
2: yeah. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you know, rightly looked bemused, thinking, hang on, why am I getting booked here? You know, I've just nearly had my ankle taken off by yeah. this guy. And, you know, so and I've just got tangled up with him and extricated myself. And then suddenly I find myself booked. It was just total guesswork. And, you know, it, it irritates me ref- when you see referees that do that. Yeah. Uh, they just... Try and keep everybody happy by, you know, sort of punishing both parties and uh, he, he lacks consistency. I mean, not that that cost us the game. I mean, that was just like yeah. a, a peripheral part of it, but it, it was frustrating. Very.
0: I, I, I think there's a point, Gav, to say, actually, and, and look, absolutely no excuses for the last three results. But I actually think we've had a run of possibly three of the four worst referees in the division in the last three games. Mason, Friend and Pawson. Mike Jones still knocking around, I assume as a ref, is he?
1: Clive Thomas still knocking around, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> know, So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean, but I don't think we should. Uh, no, I'm just saying. Should. I just think,
0: I just yeah. think, if, as as officials, yeah. there's, be, yeah. there's better
1: officials yeah, in, the, in the league. I'm, yeah, there are. I'm not, I'm not sure whether that's contributed to our results. The other point I'd say though about about Saturday, which I think we need to to uh, bear in mind, is we, we, the hackneyed phrase we've used throughout the podcast this season about the development of the team over over the over the season. And I don't think we can look at Saturday and be disappointed. I think we need to collectively look at those five tough away games we've had. And what what's our general judgment of those five games in terms of the team? Yeah, I know. We've only had one, one draw, is it? One, mm. one and four four defeats. Two goals. Uh, yeah. That was the only game I think where I think actually deserved deserved that on Saturday. Overall, I think if you if you five games compared to what's gone on the previous years, and I think even some of the Moyes years as well, you'd say actually reasonably positive. Mm. A story to tell. I mean, we cre- that somewhere, is it was a 16 chances we've created or something? In, in I, saw that, I saw that yeah. tweet on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. So the, and, is it expected chances
2: and expected yeah. chances, you know, defended? And the both statistics are significantly up on last season. But the big glaring deficiency is we're not taking any of those chances. Yeah, absolutely. Which and, is, you
1: know, a finisher is needed badly. Which is the story of our season, regardless of whether we are playing the top five or not, isn't it? Um, you know, without taking the statistical thing, Further, but I will there was something on Sky on on their coverage on Monday night, which saw a screen grab off about comparing us to last year. We're yes. creating fifty percent chances more per game than last season, but our number of goals has only gone up by ten percent. So yeah. our conversion yeah. rate has dropped dramatically. And I know some of that is can be well if your manager tells you to shoot from a distance a bit more, yeah. you're less likely to get on target and so on. It's not necessarily, you know, every chance is given that you're going to score, but that that. that tells you really what your eyes are telling you, really, that we're not really challenging the opposing goalkeeper into making top saves, Mm. given the amount of of, of opportunities we're creating, especially away against the Big Five. And you saw that to a degree on Saturday. But five, five away games, reasonably happy with the performances. That shows the development. But you do wonder how long we can carry on using that as a not as an excuse as a, as a reason. Yeah. At some point, it's got to change, hasn't it? Yeah. And so, Sunday's a good chance.
0: The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. This may be a moot, a moot point and, and given actually his record against the, the top sides when he was here, it perhaps isn't as, as, as relevant. But and for some reason, perhaps because of his struggles, at Manchester United this season, a few people have come up and asked me would you take Lukaku back? for <laughs> In a it heartbeat. seems it seems to be a In conversation a it seems to be, yeah, And yeah. look I mean I would be astonished if it ever happened
2: but yeah. Preno, you take Oh, 100%. I was a huge fan of his when he was here. Um, never, ever hit that. I mean, a lot of people criticised his attitude on occasions and his his touch, which is no better, you know, so, or no worse, you know, so Old Trafford, you know, than, it, than it was here. But he scores goals. Um, I know he's had a little bit of a, you know, a lean patch at United and maybe playing with better players around him Exposes his as deficiencies a little bit more, but no, he, he was he was the best centre forward we've had at Everton. Um, oh gosh, in the Premier League since either. yeah, I mean Louis Sahar was you know a faded you know striker when he came to Everton, but you know still so did okay. Well, yeah, probably in the Premier League era. that's' say uh, that don't they? Yeah, uh, yeah, he's just you know he he was on target. You know to score a century of goals for us. You know which would put him in the you know the very elite strikers of all time at Everton. Um, I would definitely take him back. It'll never happen, you know. Mm. So United aren't going to let him go anywhere, and there'd be plenty of clubs queuing up to take him, um, you know. So should he be made available? Uh, but yeah, he, he would be great. He was much, much misunderstood at Everton, much maligned, and um, I think I can't quite understand you know sort of why that was. Clearly, he always had ambitions to play at a football club, you know, greater than um, Everton. And never once ever hid away from that. Did exactly, he? yeah. So you know that that was always you know getting up, winding people up, and you know he never really looked like, you know, he was massively enthusiastic about playing for the football club either. But you think of some of the moments he gave, you know, some of the goals he scored, you know, so in that time, against the big clubs as well, you know, people point out that he was a a flat track bully. He wasn't, you know, so he scored a reasonable number of goals against the better sides as well. Arsenal, Liverpool, you know, Man City scored goals against. Um, So no, a, a huge player that hasn't really adequately been replaced for us.
0: Gav, you, and again, I appreciate it. It's highly unlikely exactly. to ever happen, but it's just, as I say, it's a conversation people see, keep
1: coming to me with recently for some reason. And... F- fear be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or, uh, I'm just wondering whether he's um, psychologically damaged by his experiences at Man United. Yeah. He, comes across, he comes across as, A, as an intelligent fella, but B, quite a sensitive fella. I think he's, he's an arm-round-the-shoulder type of mm. player, isn't he? I'm just wondering whether... You know, it'd be interesting to see how how, um, how that damages, damages him, really, and whether he can... We spoke about before about psychology, didn't the strikers and stuff, and whether he can he, recover from that because he and the club are obviously having a bad time. But it just we, we need a striker. But I agree. I mean, eleven Everton, he was... Look, last season, 20-odd goals was yeah. it in the Premier League, 25. 25, the t- the team that was yeah. struggling for a bit. It was a good record. And, just keep them yeah. off penalties. Well yeah, I think yeah well, there's a few players you could say that at the club at the moment, yeah. isn't it? Really? We're next in line to take yeah.
0: it out. <laughs> I mean in terms of why the point about Lakaku Preno, in terms of the profile of player when we signed him, we signed him permanently, I think what was he early twenties, or was he still a teenager? I can't remember. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Twenty one. We we paid a club record fee, but obviously that's a relatively now speaking yeah. fairly yeah. modest ish fee. In many ways, it was it was quite a a gamble from the club and and Roberto and the chairman to sanction that for a young striker. But is that is that the way Marcel and the club have got to go in looking for this striker that we keep talking about? Because we can't go and get ninety hundred million pound players because of we're not going to make it off for Champions League football at least next season and probably Mm -hmm. for the the foreseeable. Is it got to be history repeating itself in that respect?
2: I think it possibly has. I mean, you tend to forget, you know, just how much of an unfinished product Lukaku was when we signed him because... I mean, he'd been on loan at West Brom and he wasn't starting games. You know, he, he was coming on, you know, late in matches. And, you know, part of Roberto Martinez's sales pitch was, you know, you're going to start games regularly and you're going to be getting 90 minutes because that's what you need, at, you know, this level at your age. And, you know, so he, he, he to- took that on board, uh, started playing games regularly and started becoming a much better striker as a result. Uh, so, yeah, we need something similar. We're not going to get, you know, the absolute finished product. You know, you're not going to get an obama Yang or, you know, so... You know, the kind of players that have you know, been bought in the Premier League, uh, some are just gone because they cost an absolute fortune and they want Champions League football. And, you know, see, they're not available in January. Uh, so, you know, it, it's going to need somebody that is possibly bubbling under somebody that's, you know, a young footballer, you know, an Yakuru, somebody like that. But, you know, so maybe, you know, so has, has a point to prove. Um, something that Marcel Brands knows about and that we don't mm. um, and it, it is a gamble then uh, but you know, their track record in the transfer market so far has been pretty good so I'd trust them you know to come up with the goods if those kind of players exist in January
1: Yeah, It's an trust them on this I mean, I don't think Lukaku's the finished article still is no, he, no. really as well um, but don't we want a finished article striker that's sort of pretty well known where we are, you know, like Cheng Towson we need better quality. But you know, that, what but, mean? Yeah. It's, 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 we don't want to bring somebody in who's young and, and de- developed. You know, needs development. I mean, Onyekuru is like the most high maintenance yeah. transfer. <laughs> oh, I only <laughs> threw that name like, then because he's well, you you know, a youngster no, who's know you know still got plenty to prove. But, but, yeah. Yeah. You forget he's still yeah. is he still with us? I can't remember. Yes, he's he yeah, still an some us. player.
2: Just can't get it work You
1: know, is that do you look in the premise I hate when we talk about. I hate it, but it's always uncomfortable when we start. On the podcast talking about other players from other clubs, isn't it? But we're so not I, tapp- we won't be accused of tapping the t- 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 We're not allowed to do Managers' experience aunt. with uh, <laughs> Vardy, yeah. Yeah. With, but, yeah. with Jamie Vardy. But, but is Vardy
0: not 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 the at uh, the other end of the scale? The, absolutely, the wrong because he's a short short termism. Yeah. That thinking was for me. Great player, proven that he could do it in the Premier League. And on his day, he's been absolutely superb in that, that period. Absolutely. But he would only be good for us. for 12 months, probably.
2: Andy yeah. Gray was only here 18 months, and look at the impact he had. Yeah, you know, so it, sometimes in- those kind of signings can make a massive yeah, can difference. Be
1: catalyst. I, was, I always think I'd say, I'm not saying that we should sign him and that we would, you know. So, if anybody out there who's a Bournemouth fan, I was looking at like Callum Callum Wilson. Yeah, or, yeah. you're not the only person yeah. who's mentioned yeah. that to yeah. me, by the yeah. way. You know, who's, who's friend of the
0: podcast, Ronnie Goodless. <laughs> Loves him. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Um probably because he bought Ronnie's book. He loves <laughs> everybody's book to be fair. Um somebody like I'm not saying Callum Wilson in particular. Somebody in there's people in the Premier League who've got decent Premier League goal scoring records. They're actually on your own, own doorstep as it were. And so I look at Callum Wilson and think like, yeah, you know Because he, he's, he's, he's done this he' has he done this two shit twice, has he? So yeah. Yeah. Um so there are players closer to home who are actually then and, and I think it's
0: a good point, Gavin, and, and I agree. But then, if you're buying from Premier League to Premier League, there's there's a premium. Yeah, premium but, but, yeah, but 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 the counterbalance. Bournemouth would go right for
1: yeah, but the counterbalance that is you know somebody can do it in the Premier League, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, that's yeah. effectively what you're paying the premium for, isn't yeah. it? Than somebody who's been banging them insane the league or the Bundesliga.
0: They all come back to. The strength of your and the skill set and the ability of your director of football and his scouts. Absolutely. I'm sure. You don't have to pay the premium.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's loads there, but I, I think <laughs> if, you, if you say we need the striker desperately, that person has to be a finished article, doesn't it? Or close to a finished article and proven. You're
2: giving up on Umar. I'm being yeah. facetious. I'm being facetious. Yeah, <laughs> Go but, yeah well, there'll <laughs> be some goals, I think, won't yeah. There? Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, and, and I think. I, I, I think we probably need maybe another young striker. Right, perhaps, okay. But But I do think we need the finished article striker who's proven goal scorer at top league level in Europe, preferably in the Premier League. And I still think there's players out there who, who fit that. And it's up to uh, that phrase, testing their resolve, which, which is only ever used in life about buying a football isn't it? Isn't it? How, many, how, many, how many times have you ever tabled an offer? Tabled an offer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rescinded. That's the yeah. phrase you only <laughs> ever hear It's got to be done been... before
2: the transfer window slams oh,
1: shut. Yeah, yeah, slams shut. Now, but in shorthand, proven goal scorer we need.
0: Okay. Uh, before we wrap up today's uh, first of two Ro- uh, Royal Blue podcasts this week, I just want to talk to the lads about the run of form that we're in. Last five games. One win, uh, sort of two, two defeats, two draws. I think statistically, um, possibly the worst run so far that Marco has, has experienced. Spurs on the horizon, and then two games uh, before the new year: uh, Burnley, Brighton. But they're away from home. Prenos, we discussed where our form,
2: you know, still pretty mm-hmm. been Torrey for
0: three years, hasn't it? How does Marco get us out of
2: this? I think just by staying true to his principles and playing the way he is playing at the moment. I mean, I've said before on these pods that if Everton are ever going to break, break that appalling record against you know uh, the top four away from home, you know the Arsenal, Old Trafford, Anfield, uh, and until well, I suppose you can see the Etihad now as well. You know, it never used to be the case, but you know, certainly in the last four or five seasons, it has been. Um, he needs to just play the same kind of football that he's been playing you know because everything are sort of getting closer and if they're ever going to you know get that monkey off the back for want of a better phrase they need to do it by playing that kind of football uh, they were very 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 unlucky at Anfield uh, you know Alisson was, was inspired that day if only he had a day that day like he had yesterday uh, you know we'd, we'd have yeah, been never happens uh, for us that no, does exactly. you know because you, know, you know the turning yeah. point in that game was arguably the save from the Gomez you know so I had a um, but by playing that kind of ambitious, you know, positive football, you know, Everton have got the quality of players that, you know, one day we'll catch one of those top four, you know, so on a bad day and we'll get the results. And he's got to do that again. I mean, Spurs, th- that was possibly the, the real eye-opening result of last season of the Ronald Koeman regime when Everton were absolutely taken to pieces at home. Kuko uh, Martina, you know, he was played out of position by, you know, Koeman who said, I blame myself, you know, for, you know, not Kuko not for his performance, but it was, it was a dreadful display and uh, Spurs absolutely annihilated Everton that day and it'll be a lot closer on Sunday because Everton will play just better quality football. Uh, Spurs are a very, very good team. You know, it, it's going to be That's tough, crazy, yeah. but, you know, likewise, he's got to play the same kind of football in that game and, you know, so I hope that everything comes together. And the finishing is more ruthless, and the defending is, you know, so more clinical. And then the same again uh, in back-to-back games. But well, his test of a manager then comes in, you know, how you rotate his squad for those two games because he's going to have to, because you know, you're not going to get that level of intensity. And you know, the games, as as we said earlier, Everton have got less time to prepare for those festive fixtures than any other team in the Premier League. A hundred hours less than Liverpool to prepare for the fixtures, which is it's just wrong, you know. So you know, the, the last team to play, and Spurs are the other team that suffers the most. You know, so Everton and Spurs are the last. Team Seems to play on Sunday, and then the first seems to play on New Year's Day, which is just a bit ridiculous. Well, at when uh, the lad's going to get the shopping done as well? <laughs> <laughs> They'll pay somebody to go and do that for them. Yeah, will
0: we'll do no, it online. It, it's a very good point, Brenna. It's yeah. it, it, it it feels in, in you know at the end of a tough spell, you know, five was it five points from possible fifteen? We are just saying how we're we getting out of it. Michael's probably looking at that and going, "Well, you're making it hard for me." Here. Yeah,
1: I, I think that's totally thing is unfair. I mean yeah. surely in this day and age, you know, you send men to the moon fifty years ago, you can organise a premier list that's equal to everybody. I mean, you know, you can't get it exactly the same for everybody, but just around the edges there's you know if there's a difference, is acceptable. But there's, some might say ten days. Some teams have got over Christmas flame. Mm-hmm. we got six. You know like, that's wrong, isn't it? Um, I suppose. As well, I, think,
0: I was going to say, sorry to interject there, pal. And some people might say, "Oh well, it's the TV money. You can't complain." But everybody gets, yeah, it gets the same exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you know, Spurs are carrying a few injuries at the moment, aren't they? I just think these next three games are really key.
0: Seven points. Got to. Yeah, take.
1: I think. I think. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I'd, I'd take five and, and beating three, but wouldn't be the worst. Mm. Uh, return. I just think, in terms of the well-being of the club in this season, I think I think the next three games are key, and that starts with a good performance on on Sunday, uh, which is a home game against the big one of the big teams, which we've not had. Good point. And we which were, which yeah, is we should uh, which should be in interesting, yeah. bit later in the week. Uh, and uh, I think um, just get it's getting to the crunch time a little bit in terms of our development this season. And I think we pick up on all the points that we've mentioned earlier on about changing the why men and, you know, giving Dominic a, a, a game. Hopefully it will help. But, you, just yeah, get, games.
2: you just get the impression, don't you, that there's a, a small section of fans, I'm talking about social media here, that yeah. are just starting to get a little bit ratty. You know, they're, they're not particularly happy with the run of results. And so they're starting you, to point fingers at the manager and some players. Do you think any and, of that,
0: Preno, has got to do with, and I don't agree with this, but I can understand if if people were subconsciously seeing the parallels that the problems and the wheels fell off with Marco at Watford around this period, you know, a little bit earlier. And they struggled from November right through to January. Do you you think he still hasn't yet been able to shake that off, right? Fairly oh, yeah. or
2: unfairly? In, in- yeah, well, yeah, I think it's unfairly, but yeah, I mean, that will play a part in some fans thinking they will say, oh, it's happening all over again. I've had texts from, you know, so who I thought were, you know, sort of rational thinking Evertonian, you know, mates of mine who I think are completely irrational talking about uh, after the Watford game. Uh, so if you're listening Coyley this is you uh, saying that, you know, so yeah, Wat- <laughs> Watford, uh, we're, we're, we're no better than Watford and uh, our manager's no better than the manager they've got. Of course we are, you know, so this is a Watford team that was taken. Into pieces by Liverpool, you know. So Everton ran, you know, Liverpool very, very close. I just think that got to try and, you know, sort of just keep you calm, you know, sort of just try and, you know, sort of see this through. The, the quality of football we're seeing is better. Uh, than last season. The quality of football we've got, the squad is better than last season. The tactics that we're using is better than last season. We've just had you know, a real you know, sort of tough run of fixtures and we're coming through this. And what we don't need now are fans you know, sort of panicking and starting to get on you know, the, the players and the manager's backs and creating an atmosphere around the stadium, which can be counterproductive. It's happened before, we've seen it in the past. Um, we, just, we don't need that to happen. You know, so we've just got to try and you know, sort of keep the faith and just uh, you know, sort of keep behind the manager and the players. Because you know we've seen massive improvements in a lot of areas of the football club this season uh you know and i think we're in you know a decent position but we've just got to try and pull pull together yeah i, I
1: know yeah i know i agree i mean it's different to Watford, isn't it because we up until the recent poor poor form we're on an upward curve weren't we yes we, Watford actually started the season really did. really well and yes. then dip didn't yes, they, you know come back yeah yeah so they were a bit more inconsistent but our upward cave has being good which is what what we want so um I think it's a completely different scenario for Watford and there's obviously other off-the-pitch issues um, as well. Um, but yeah, I, I'm comfortable where we are at the moment and, and I think we all need to appreciate there's a massive job there to be done. And between so far, I know there's going to be things that have been done wrong. Him and, him and Brant of like you know in terms of the recruitment, as Prime mentioned before, I've done done a sterling job, both getting players in and out of the club. But you, th- you think the impression now is like, in terms of recruitments and stuff like that, they've done the easy bit. They've, they've covered the places that they needed the to cover. Holes, I think, I think, yeah. it, I think this next sort of part of the the plan is is the challenge uh, for them, and um, there's still because there's still three or four places up for grabs, which may be more difficult to fill. Uh, and uh, I know i I think keep the principles and hold on nerve. I think we'll we'll be all right. What we don't want to do is start panicking. I mean, let's face, it, we're not we're not yet chipping goals are we now, I know we've a few foibles in the last three three or four mm. games Michael's but, not been happy but, about the way we've considered yeah, team, yeah. you know. but we've not not taken And I mean you think of it about talk about the top five before we finish talk about our top five the games against the top five away from home this season compare them to the top five those top five games in Roberto's first season when we ended up getting 72 points we got 4-0 at Anfield 3-1 at City yeah we got, yeah, we got a couple of what, you get... we, we got beat at Tottenham and Chelsea, where we didn't really yeah. compete in either game. But we was
0: doing fairly close. If I yeah, remember, yeah, they? We yeah. We played
1: well at Arsenal, to be fair. Um, and and th- those teams now, I think, collectively are far stronger. You know, Liverpool are far stronger than what they were four years ago. You know, thirteen, fourteen, when we played them in the January. Um, and so, I think in that context, I'm pretty comfortable about it. Somebody,
0: uh, sa- somebody said to me just just before we wrap up. Somebody said to me um, as we were walking out the ground on Saturday, they went. Obviously disappointed and with and the performance, blah blah blah. They said, "I think we're going to hammer somebody soon." Yeah, which usually, it might sound strange, giving, yeah. but I suppose the chances we created. And I went, "Yeah, I can see what you're saying, and maybe I, maybe that will happen soon." It was
1: like Cummins fair season, wasn't it? We mm. didn't really, we went on that mad scoring seat, didn't we? From January onwards, could at be, home could unbeaten could it, at home for a long yeah, time. Yeah, you know we were yeah. scoring 3-4-6, four, six, wasn't it against Bournemouth? Yeah, six three. That I was Lukaku scored a load of goals, wasn't it? Yeah. Um So and we struggled for goals before the the Christmas period. So. Hopefully, it might be you know
2: repeat itself. Well, it, it comes down to the lack of a finisher again. You
1: yeah, he really is yeah, somebody absolutely. that's going to consistently, you
2: know, so finish chances. Sigurdsson and Richarlison do uh, generally, you know, so the weekend <laughs> accepted, uh, but plenty of other players in the squad don't, and you know that that needs to be addressed. You know, argument comes full circle again.
0: And uh, oh, Gavin, clearly Yerry Mina was listening to the podcast on Friday, but yeah. I think it might got th- to his I head slightly. Thinking, uh-huh.
1: I was thinking about uh, in the 60s, Brian Glanville, you know, the great analyst. He was the first person to, to get on to the fact that, oh, you know, players always scored against the former clubs. He used to call it the, the immutable law of the X, I yeah. think he called it. And I think after Friday, they are going to call it the immutable law of bigging somebody up on yeah. the podcast. Because yeah. invariably, he has a stink of the following game. And I was just thinking about <laughs> that on Saturday, you know, having picked them up. And about that, go future back captain, to, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah future <laughs> oh. captain. That goes back to the system.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, Well, if he's a future captain, he will
1: have a blinder on Sunday you would hope so it would be a tough game it?
0: yeah excellent chaps really enjoyed that thank you very much for your company and thank you very much for listening uh, remember you can rate uh, review and subscribe to us on iTunes and the Acast app so please do that uh, you've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast in association with Sport Pacer. you've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo